If you could turn with me while you're standing up. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Oh, hallelujah. Turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter number 13. I just want to pull one verse out. Hallelujah. Verse number five. If you have a say, amen. The word of the Lord says, examine yourselves. Rather you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves. How? that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobate. If we can, let's read it all together. There's only one verse, amen? It says, examine yourselves, rather you be in the faith. Prove your own selves. Know ye not your own selves how that Jesus Christ is in you, except you be reprobate. Lord God, I ask in the name of Jesus, Lord, that you let the word go forth, forth, Lord God. Encourage your people, God. Let us be built up on our most holy faith, Lord. Thank you for coming and visit us already, Lord God. God, we thank you for the work that you're doing in our lives, Lord. We just come back, Lord God, just to say thank you, Lord. We ask you in Jesus' name, bless the rest of the service, Lord. Break up the fallow ground, God. Trouble the waters of baptism, God. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. It's my custom. Got my timer set. Try to hold to it. This is a, a scripture that always stuck out to me. Living for the Lord. You'll come across different scriptures. You know, the Bible is full of comfort and, and, and different things. It's just powerful. It's, it'll bless you in every area of your life. But you come across a scripture like this and makes you pause, makes you take a moment to do inventory of yourself. Amen. Before I get into the text, I do want to give some context of where Paul, who he was talking to and what he was talking to. I just don't want to rip it out of context and, and just run with it. But he was writing to a church that was in the city of Corinth. And this church had a lot of problems, a lot of problems. They had a lot of things going on. But with those things going on, they, the Bible says that they lacked in no spiritual gift. The, the spirit was still moving amongst them. God was still dealing with them. But in doing so, Paul, he would send letters to try to correct them, try to, try to make sure it was order, try to make sure that the, 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 body, and the, the body of Christ is, is, is being all that it can be in a, in a pagan society. And, and he has some, some would call harsh words or different methods of of correcting them. 
And this is the second letter at the end, towards the end. And the, the chapter before, they were obviously questioning his apostleship. And he had to tell them the, the, the signs of apostle work mightily through me. And he, he, he made the statement in the, 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 the verse before, the verse 20 in chapter 12, that I, I'm afraid that if I come to you, that there will be dis, discord and jealousy and fits of rage and self-ambition and slander and gossip, arrogance and disorder among you all. And what, what they were doing, they were really projecting their issue. You know, when people are not doing right, they, they have the spirit of, who are you to tell me? Uh, worry about your own self. Or they even had the audacity in, in, in this very chapter, verse 3, they asked him for proof of his ministry. They asked him to prove that Christ was using him and talking through him. And this scripture, verse 5, when it says, examine yourself, that's what he's talking about. Don't worry about me and my ministry. He, 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 was, he was proven. He was seeking and, and, and striving after the prize in Christ Jesus. But he told them they need to worry about themselves and prove their own selves. Make sure that Christ was in them. But this Bible class tonight, this midweek service, it's a service about you. It's about you, it's about me. Us needing to have a time of self-examination. It's two reasons why he tell them to examine themselves. I just wanna go over two. I'm gonna read a lot of scripture tonight. That's what I normally do, but I hope that it's not too much overload information. Try to deliver it, but this is Bible study, amen? He said, Examine yourselves, whether to see, to make sure that you're in the faith. And the other reason, to make sure that you're not a reprobate. Two extremes. He said to see if you're in the faith. There's a lot of people that mean well and very zealous when it comes to the things of God. But they're not in the faith. They're not uh, holding up to the faith that was once delivered. Amen. They, they, they are swayed or been distracted by the rudiments of this world or the traditions of men and not after Christ, amen. And the, the, the farther extent is rather than just this being a straight reprobate. And I'm not past, I'm not good with digging into the etymology of the words and digging it out. I could, but I probably confused myself in doing so, so I'm not gonna do that, amen. But the results of being a reprobate it's a state of being rejected, good for nothing. It's being totally disapproved of altogether. Disapproved, the proving. When, when something is disapproved, it is turned down, it's vetoed, it's thrown out, dismissed, disallowed, or just set aside. Another biblical term that I can use to describe that is to be spewed out. Like he told the church in Revelation, I'll spew you out my mouth. I was thinking, you know, uh, um, you know, when you go over somebody's house and they put a plate before you and they got out, it's smelling good, the, the cook, they cook it and the food might be good, but it might be that one item that don't agree with your taste buds. So you kind of 
eat around it, you know, you set it to the side and, oh yeah, this is good. But you ain't gonna touch it, you know, just set aside. Now, when I was, when I was doing this study, I realized that I, a lot of this in my notes is me asking questions and me giving the answer. So that's what we're gonna do tonight, all right? So the, the thought came to me, but God calls us to be set apart. But it's a big difference between being set apart and being set aside. We don't just want to be cast away, set aside. Now, being set apart, we could be set apart and meet for its use, amen? But if, if we disapproved of, if we are reprobate, he won't do nothing with us, amen? And we all shall have the desire to be used by the Lord. Anybody have, anybody have the desire to be used by the Lord tonight? And it tells us to examine ourselves. The way that we make sure that we're not disapproved of by the Lord, it tells us to prove our own selves. Prove our own selves. Now, don't, don't misunderstand. It's not saying prove your own self to yourself or to other people. The Word of God says, Paul told Timothy, study. That's an examination. Study to show thyself approved. Unto who? Unto God, a workman that needeth not to be ashamed. To be a reprobate is a shame, amen. To be set aside, to be turned down, that's a shame. He told Timothy in 2 Timothy 4 and 5, but watch. That's an examination. Watch, look, be careful. Watch thou in all things. Endure affliction. Do not do the work of an evangelist. And he told him to make full proof. Somebody say full proof of thy ministry. Anything that you do for God, make sure that you're doing it for God. Amen. And ministry is not just behind his pulpit. Ministry is greeting, amen. Ushering or the praise team or, or it, it, you can minister on your job, in your family, in your home. Whatever you do for the Lord, make full proof. Make sure that you're doing another anointing of God, amen. And if you look at the scripture, how do we do that? By watching, by examining all things, by enduring and by doing the work. Somebody say, doing the work. James tells us, but be you, be ye doers of the word, and not just hearers, deceiving your own selves. For if any man be a hearer of the word, and not a doer, he is like unto a man beholding his natural face in a glass. He's like a man examining himself in a glass. And beholding what manner of man he is, but straightway, as soon as when he walk away, he forget who he is and what he is. What a shame. Every time we come into God's house and hear the word of God, it's like the Lord is putting a mirror right in front of your face. Showing you what you need to adjust. Showing you what you need to deal with. And if you look into that mirror, you come and sing your songs. You come 
and say amen to the preacher. We get good preaching around here, amen. And then leave out of here and straightway forget. Straightway forget how we were purchased. Straightway forget the things of God. We have to examine ourselves, amen. In the book of Thessalonians, Paul wrote and said, prove all things, hold fast to that which is good. The antithesis is, is if, if it's good, hold on to it, but if it's not, let it go. Have you ever met somebody who can't let stuff go? <laughs> can't let it go. Did you see how they talked to me? Did you see what they did? Or, and they, they just can't let it go. Or, or, or something from their past. I, th- this, is, this is my culture. This is the way I was raised. and This is just who I am. And they don't let it go. Amen. You have to prove all things. And if you could turn with me to this, this, just a few chapters back in 2 Corinthians chapter 6. I want to read 10 verses here. When you have a say, amen. 2 Corinthians chapter 6. We want to start at verse 1 and read down in 10. I was going to read it in the New King James or one of the other titles, I mean, uh, uh, versions, but I wanted to make sure we unify to make sure we get the sense of what the scripture is saying. I like reading other versions. I'm not a King James only, but if you are, amen. God bless you. Superintendent David Bernard say, whatever Bible you read, whether it's King James, whatever it is, just make sure you obey it. That's, that's the key, amen. Verse one, it says, when then as workers together with him, beseech you also that you receive not the grace of God in vain. That right there is a whole other Bible study in itself. You can receive the grace of God in vain. But it says, for, for he says, I have heard thee in a time accepted. In the day of salvation, I have secured thee, thee. And behold, now is the acceptable time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. I got now highlighted in my notes because uh, we got to understand that ready now is more than a capital campaign, right? Do y'all know that? Amen. We, we, we didn't erect this edifice just, to, just for room and elbow. You know, I, I don't know if y'all remember, we were squished back in that other sanctuary, but it, it was deeper than that. It's a time acceptable. It's a, the day of salvation. And it says, giving no offense in anything that the ministry be not blamed, but in all things, Approving ourselves, somebody say approving ourselves as the ministers of God in much patience and afflictions and necessities and distress and stripes and imprisonments and tumults and labors and watching and fasting by pureness, by knowledge, by long suffering, by kindness, by the Holy Ghost. If you see, he listing fruits of the Spirit here. By kindness, by the Holy Ghost, by love, by fame, by the word of truth, by the power of God, by the armor of righteousness on the right and on the left. Amen. By honor and dishonor, by evil report, by good report, 
as deceivers and yet true, as unknown and yet well known, as dying and behold, we are alive. Anybody ran out of that grave? As chastened and not killed, as sorrowful yet always rejoicing, as, as poor yet making many rich, as having nothing and yet possessing all things. You have to prove yourself in every situation in life. People are watching you. You say you're a Christian. You say you've been baptized in Jesus' name. You say you're one of those tongue talkers. But when, when, when somebody lie on you, or when the evil report comes, do you bless God? Do, do, you, do you hold on to your integrity? You got to prove yourself in every situation, in every situation. Life situations come to test us, to see, what's, see what we are really made of and if we got the right stuff in us. Because either you're doing a lot of praying and fasting and, and, and consecration or the lack thereof, when the storm come, whatever's in you gonna come out. They used to say, whatever's down in the well is gonna come up in that bucket, amen. And I know that <laughs> I was thinking about Brother Sizemore when he was talking about when he was preaching, that was a good word he preached Sunday, amen. And he, he talked about, you know, that I, what I don't want to do, that's what I end up doing. And, and, I, and I, I thought I heard him say, do, 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 do. You're doing a whole lot of doing. <laughs> Sometimes when I read that scripture, that's how, that's how I read it. I'm like, okay, well, what do he say here, amen. But evil is always present. I know it's hard sometimes to know if our motives are pure, if our actions are pure. And I thank God, I, I put a note in here, I, just, I really thank God for our pastor who don't just teach, but he lead by example. And teaches how to pray for pure motives. And it's coupled with undulterated word of God. We receive power in prayer but the word of God is what cleanses us and purifies us and strengthens us and, and it sanctifies and it comforts us. But more importantly, it, it corrects us. A lot of people like the comfort that the word of God brings, but they ignore the correction. The book of Psalms, David recorded like this. I, I, love, I love Psalm 19 and Psalms 119, if you ever study, I love, one of, one of my first Bible studies that I really dug in and got the meat out of was Psalms 119. It's a long chapter, but it's, it's rich. And one thing that, that David do in, in both of these chapters, he used uh, five words interchangeably. The law, testimony, the statute, the commandments, the fear of the Lord, and judgments. He used those interchangeably to, to describe the word of God. And, and in this chapter, he does the same thing. And he says, start at verse seven of chapter 19, the law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statues of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandments of the Lord are pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgment of the Lord are true and righteous all 
together. And those things are to be desired more than gold, yea, than much fine gold, and it's sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. Do I have a witness in here that the word of God has been sweet? Hallelujah. The word of God has been worth more than any red scent that I can earn or spin. It's open doors that money can't open doors with. Amen. Hallelujah. It's been good to me. Hallelujah. It's been a shelter in a time of storm. It's been food when I was hungry. It's been water when I was thirsty. Hallelujah. The word of God is rich. It's, it's more to be desired more than anything that you can get in this world. And it says, moreover, by them, by the judgments, by the law, the testimony, by the statute, by them, there is great, the servant is warned. It's a warning in the word of God. And when keeping of them, there is great reward. The next verse, it says, who can understand his errors? It's a saying that people say, you don't know what you don't know. Who can understand his errors? Then David says, cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. The only way that you can walk upright before God is taking heed to his word. It's having the freedom of sin and not letting it have dominion over you. He said, then I will be innocent from the great transgression. I, I thought about it. What is that great? Why, why he call it the great transgression? Why is it called that? If you have the law, if you have the testimony of the Lord, the statutes, the commandments, the fear of the Lord, if you have the judgments, you have all that you need. You have everything you need. You have more than most what this world is looking for. You have a revelation of who God is and what he's done. And having these, this knowledge, you don't do nothing with it. Or having this knowledge, you continue in your way of sin. Or having this knowledge, that's, that's a great trans transgression to, to know better. The Bible says, for him that knoweth to do good and do it not to him, it is sin. That's the great transgression. We have no excuse, saints. Amen. We, 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 have, we have the truth. Amen. Thank God for the truth. We have to live our life according to the truth. Amen. David says in the last verse, 14, it says, David, David said, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight. O oh Lord, my strength, my redeemer. The meditation of my heart. I was pondering on it. The meditation of my heart. What, what is your heart meditating on? What have you been pondering in your heart? Is it the things of God? Is it lost souls? 
Is it the statues? Is it, is it the testimonies? That's what we overcome by. Is that what you're meditating in your heart? Jeremiah tells us that the heart is deceitful. And above all things, that's why I tell you you got to prove all things. Above all things, and it's desperately wicked. Who can know it? But if we take heed to the word of God. Anybody have, can I get a witness of if anybody had a situation that you had and, and you, you could have went either way. You was kind of, I've done, been here, done that. I know my way around the block. But when you stop and thought about the judgment of God or the, the, the testimony of God, you, you, you did lean onto your own understanding, but you acknowledge him and he directs your path. Has he ever led anybody astray here? If, if, uh, he, he is never, never, he, he'll lead you in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. When you take heed to the word of God, how can I clean my ways? It's only by taking heed to his word. Amen. David cried, search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, put me to the test, and know my thoughts, and see if there be any wicked way in me. And lead me in the way of everlasting life. Lead me in the way of everlasting life. We got to have that in our prayer, saints. Lead me, Lord, in the way of everlasting life. Because the Proverbs tells us that there is a way that seems right to a man. That way is not to everlasting life, but that way is the way of death. And all men's ways seem right in his own eyes. But we have to take our ways and line it up to the, with the word of God. We have to cry, Lord, search me. Search me. A lot of times we get a blessing and we, we put it in our back pocket, oh, thank you, Lord, and keep on doing what we're doing. God, open a door, we walk through it, and keep on doing what we're doing. And, and, and because God blessed you and because you still have life and because, because judgment wasn't sent, gave speedily, you continued in the way that you was doing. You got to submit yourself, amen. That's why, that's why examination must be made. Examination must be made to make sure that you're not a reprobate, to make sure you're not disapproved. You got to prove your own selves, amen. And, that's, and the second reason is to see whether or not you be in the faith. Are you still trusting in his word? Are you still believing in his promises? Are you still diligently seeking him? Are you? Have you cast away your confidence? I've seen saints cast away their confidence. I've seen saints run the altar and run the aisles. I've seen them speak in tongues. And they get a bad report, like, like the scriptures say, or something happened, or, Somebody lie on them or they don't get the recognition they wanted. And the confidence that they had that God's hand was on their life and anointed them, they just cast it away. All of us get rocked sometimes. All of us have our faith tried and tested. But we have to regroup, amen. Do inventory. Got to examine. We, if your faith is shaky, ask the Lord. To help. Lord, help me. With my unbelief. 
He won't turn you away. He won't abrade you. He won't, he won't cast you out for asking for help. If we were to answer those questions, a lot of us would honestly can't say yes or no. We just kind of. Kind of. We, we, we get up and keep acting like nothing has changed. After an episode or after something happened, after something rocks our world, and some of us do it after we sin. Just keep going. Nobody can tell. I throw my suit on and we know what church time is. We be here early. We sing the songs, clap our hands, and go out the same way we came in. Saints, I'm calling for us tonight to examine ourselves. We have to examine ourselves. Uh, a lot of people that know me, I'm getting older now, but I, I'm kind of sharp when it comes with topics of the Bible. I can pull something up, and I, I don't, that's, I, I would say it's a gift of knowledge because I don't, there's a lot of things in the world I don't know. <laughs> so like that song saying, there's a lot of places I can't go. But one thing I know for sure, Jesus is real, amen. But when I was doing a study, faith is one of the things that I can find, only one thing I really can find in the scriptures that tells us this is something that we ought to fight for. We got to fight for it. Amen. Paul told Timothy to fight the good fight of faith. And he concluded the letter to Timothy saying, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course and I have kept the faith. I have kept the faith. Are you keeping your faith? Are you guarding your faith? Jude, when he wrote his letter, he just had a little letter, one chapter. And he, he wrote, he said, I, I gave all diligence to write about this great and wonderful common salvation. Look around, y'all. A lot of us don't have a lot of things in common if you look. That, that's why I like Tree of Life Church. We come from all different places, all different ages, all different backgrounds, all different we're different. We don't have a lot of things in common, and that's okay. But one thing we do have in common is our great salvation. Hallelujah. Jesus Christ and him crucified. And that's all we need. Hallelujah. He knits us together as one man. Amen. We are his body. Hallelujah. But he tells them that I wanted to write about this common salvation. I wanted to encourage you. I wanted to, I wanted to to tell you to keep on running for the Lord. And I wanted to tell you, you could do it. You could make it. I wanted to encourage you. I wanted to exhort about all these other things that, that, that saints, you know how we like to talk. I wanted to testify, tell you about the things that God is doing in my ministry and hope that he's doing in yours. But he was led by the Holy Ghost to encourage and warn the recipients of that letter to contend. Contend for the faith. The reason why he did that, because he said that certain men crept in unawares, being ungodly and turning the grace of God into lasciviousness. Lasciviousness means license. You can just do what you want. Here, how about this? Look, just say this prayer and you go to heaven, no matter what you do, no matter where you go. That is lasciviousness. 
turning the grace of God. They, I heard somebody call it uh, greasy grace. Just, just, we don't need to do nothing else. Just, just repeat after me. A certain man's crept on the road. He, he reminded them of the word of God and things that had happened in past times. Those whom God destroyed after being after bringing them out of Egypt and the angels would kept not their first estate. We all know what happened in Sodom and Gomorrah. And, and, and he said they was filthy dreamers. Filthy dreamers. I know a lot of people say, well, I'm okay. I mean, I didn't do it. I didn't commit that sin. But are you dreaming about it? Is it in your heart? Jews says, woe unto them that go out to the way of Cain and running greedily after the era of Balaam, feeding themselves without fear. What are you feeding your soul? What, what are you feeding your soul? What are you looking at? What, 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 are, what are you using for entertainment? What are you taming your inner self with? What are you feeding? What, what, and you're doing it without fear. Doing it without fear. You got people that to get up and preach. Got people that would teach and sing and do all this and they feed themselves with garbage and have the nerve to try to come in and feed the people, feed the flock. And you, you have, you, the Bible, Jesus say, you, you like whited walls, sepulchers full of dead man bones. What are you feeding yourself without fear? Say the clouds they are without water. Carried about with winds. The Bible talks about be no more children being carried about with every wind of doctrine. Something new, something come over to uh, TBN or something come over to Word Network and you, uh, uh, they, they hear something new and they, they get excited about it because they're not reading their Bible. They're not examining themselves with the truth. Just the wind blowing, you have no substance, nothing to hold you and to sustain you. He says they're trees whose fruit withereth. Without fruit, twice dead, plucked up by the root. Rumor, murmurs, and complainers walking after their own lusts. These be they who separate themselves. Sensual. 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 Whatever taste, feel, look like. They, 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 they be led by their senses, having not the spirit. But this is what he says, but ye. But you, but you, beloved, build up yourselves on your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Keep yourself in the love of God. Looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. These are not just things that, that creep in by other people, but these are things that try to creep in by us. That try to creep in your heart tells us we should keep ourselves in the love of God. This right here, I remember years ago, um, I, want, I want to say my brother Mike was there. We was at Old Charlie years ago, and, and uh, we was talking and having a discussion about unconditional love, unconditional love. And, I, and all my Bible studies, I, I, I can't say that's a Bible doctrine, me personally. I'm, I'm not your pastor, but I'm just saying the Bible does not say anything about unconditional love. It says something about perfect love, 
and I fell in love, but it doesn't say anything about unconditional love. And the scripture right here says, keep yourself in the love of God. Scripture says, save yourself from this untoward generation. The Bible says, build up yourself on your most holy faith. And in Corinthians it says, cleansing yourself from all filthiness of the flesh and spirit. How can we do that, Brother Jordan? How, how can you do all that yourself? You can't. Verse 21 tells you, looking for the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ unto salvation. That's the only way we can do it, y'all. You cannot mercy it up enough holiness or righteousness. You can't do it. Verse 24 to Judah says, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and present you faultless before his, the presence of his glory with all exceeding joy. It is the Lord's mercies that we are not consumed because his compassions faileth not. They are new every morning. Great. Can I get a witness? Great. Let me hear you say great is thy faithfulness. Oh God, I wouldn't be standing here if God wasn't faithful. Even when I wasn't faithful, he was still yet faithful. Hallelujah. Great is his faithfulness. These things creep in when we allow our opinions and thoughts to be magnified and lifted up over what the word of God say. In Romans, Paul says, Romans 12 and three, it says, for I say through the grace given unto me to every man that is among you, he's talking to the church, every man that is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly according to, according as God hath dealt to every man the measure of faith. In Galatians he says, for if a man think himself to be something when he is nothing, he deceiveth himself. It's sad when you see somebody deceiving themselves. You ever seen somebody, they, they don't think that you see them, but everybody see them. They try to hide who they are, but it's just, when they open up their mouth, the, the way they carry themselves, we see you, amen. It says, but let every man prove his own word, and then shall he have rejoicing in himself alone and not in another. We cannot depend on just legacy, or we cannot depend on what our last name is, or we cannot depend on mama's or daddy's anointing. We can't depend on what organization we are part of. We can't depend on none of that. You have to prove your own self, amen? And it starts in your heart. Out of your heart, the issues of life flow. And, and, and what's in your heart, it, it birthed thought patterns. And thought patterns birth imagination and images. These things we have to fight against. We have to fight against that, saints. In 2 Corinthians chapter 10, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, it's not sensual, but it's mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations in every high thing that exalt itself against the knowledge of God, 
bringing into captivity every thought. Every thought. Somebody say every thought. We have to bring it to the obedience of Christ. Look at the, the word imagination. It's the act of forming an image or a concept of something that's not present, something that's not real. Sometimes we do that with things. Some people, I've seen people have a concept of God that is not biblical. That's, that's an idol. You have, you have made a, a, a God of your own imagination. And sadly, people do that with their self-image also. Oh, I'm okay. I, if, I, if I give or if I come to church on Sundays and Wednesdays, I'm all right. If I just do the bare minimum, at least I'm there. They better be glad I'm there. That's your imagination. You better cast that down. Anytime we find something that shouldn't be in us, anytime the word prick our heart, anytime the gospel illuminates dark areas in our lives, don't turn out this building and walk off and continue in that area. Cast it down. Bring that thought, bring, bring that content, bring, bring that to the obedience of Christ. And the worst thing that we do is try to cover it up. Try to cover it up. If I go down in prayer, everything, everybody's going to think I'm a sinner. If I, if I tell somebody I'm in need, they're they going to see my weakness. So I got to make sure that I maintain. Because I may make it look like I, I'm only going from glory to glory to glory. <laughs> Have no trouble. But the Bible says in Proverbs, he that covereth his sin, covereth. Anytime you see that E-T-H at the end, it's a continuation. Not just cover, but he's covereth. Continue to do it, in and out, week after week. It's just covering his sin. The Bible says he shall not prosper. Shall not prosper. But whosoever confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. Got to look for his mercy, y'all. That's how we look for his mercy. That, that's, that's how we find the, the mercy of Christ if we confess and we forsake. The Bible says in 1 John, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and he is just to forgive us of our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. There's a scripture. In, in, in the book of Psalms 31, it says, For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me, my moisture, and it's turned into drought of summer. Then it says, Selah, think about that. That's why some of the things that you do are withering. That's why your leaves wither. You're taking ungodly counsel, you're sitting in the way of the scornful, and you, you're not meditating on this word day and night, so you're withering. When you are in sin, when you hide sin, when you, get, when you cover it up, you're creating your own drought spiritually. See, like he said, think about that. Next verse, he says, I acknowledge my sin unto thee, and my iniquity I have not hid. I said, I will confess my transgression. 
unto the Lord, and thou forgavest thy iniquity of my sin. Selah. For this shall every one that is godly pray unto thee. Is that your prayer? Confess it. Is that your prayer? Lord, you know me. Lord, shine your light from heaven. Lord, help me. Lord, search my heart. That's the prayer of the godly. I told a brother the other day, the righteous man falls seven times. The righteous man. That, that always boggled my mind. The righteous man fall seven times, but he get up again. Examine yourself. If you fall, get up. Don't wallow in it. Don't wallow in it. He said, in the time when thou mayest be found, surely in the floods of great waters. That's a reference to the judgment of God in Noah's day. The wrath of God. They shall not come nigh unto thee. When God's wrath is poured out, they'll be snatched up out of here. Amen. He's looking for a church that's, that don't have a spot or wrinkle or a blemish. Stay clean. Stay before the altar. Stay confessing your sins. Don't hide it and cover it up. You won't prosper. In the book of Haggai, I'm going to close it on out. Haggai chapter 1. It says, now therefore, said the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. You have so much and brung in little. You eat, but you, ye, have not enough. You drink, but you are not filled with drink. You clothe, but there is no warmth. He that earneth rages, earneth rages, and put them in a bag with holes. Thus saith the Lord of hosts, consider your ways. When I was reading that, I, I know we, we look at that as, you know, I'll go to work and my money can't, you can't stretch it. I'm looking at that spiritually. We come in Sunday after Sunday and hear good preaching. We eating, we, we, we taking it, but we're not getting spiritual strength. The spirit move, you can feel it. Your goosebumps machine working every Sunday. Ooh, you get a little quick in it but you're still thirsty. You get clothed. The Lord is covering you with mercy, but you, you, you can't get warm. You need to consider your ways. You need to consider your ways. He said, go up to the mountain and bring wood and build the house, and I will take pleasure in it, and I will be glorified, said the Lord. You look for much, and lo, it comes to little. And when you, when you, you, when you bring it home, he said, I'll blow on it. Why? He said, because of my house that is waste. And you run every man unto his own house. Therefore, the heavens over you is stayed from dew. And the earth is stayed from, from her fruit. And I, I call for a drought upon the land and upon the mountain and upon the corn and upon the new wine and upon the oil and upon that which the ground bringeth forth and upon men and upon cattle and upon all the labor of your hand. If you're not where you need to be spiritually, consider your ways. Bring your heart before the Lord. Look at it carefully, inspect yourself. Consider your ways, not nobody else's. Well, I, I could have been doing this if they just let me. No, it's you. 
your ways. Consider your ways. The Bible says, ponder the path of your feet and let all your ways be established. It's your way. It's your way. One more verse and I'm done. Limitations, we can stand. We can stand. Lamentations number three, chapter three. First number 40 and 41. Jeremiah pens this and he said, let us search and try our ways and turn again to God. Let's repent. Paul said, I don't want to come and find y'all still dealing with this foolishness. Just repent, turn. He said, let us, verse 41, let us lift up our hearts with our hands unto the God, unto God in heaven. That's what you're doing when you come in the house and lift up your hands. You, you, you opening up yourself and letting God see you. I know it's hard for us to see you. We, we look on the outside, but God looks on the heart. The Bible says, I would that men everywhere lift up holy hands. He said, I lift my heart up with my hands. I want your hands, I want your heart to be holy. Glory to God. Without wrath, without doubting. What, 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 what are you angry about? What are you murmuring about? What, what's, what's the matter now? That's the whole song says, Zion, what's the matter now? What, what's the problem now? Without doubting, without unbelief. We should just open ourselves. The Bible says, lift up your heads, all your gates. Be lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord, strong and mighty in battle. If you're struggling with something, if you're fighting with your faith, the Lord is mighty in battle. He haven't lost one yet. His train fills this temple. Now, this, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to come to the altar. I'm, I'm going to come on down right now. And I'm going to lift my hands. Because I don't want nobody else to come and say, well, if I come after that type of preaching, people are going to think I'm a sin. So I, I'm, I'm going to be the trailblazer tonight. And I'm going to hit this altar. Because I need the light of God to shine on my soul. I need to make it to heaven. I need to make it to heaven. God forbid we have all this church. We, we have this building. We have, we have the ministers. We have great singers. We have, we have everything we need to make this journey. And after I preach, I myself be a what? Cast away. After all that praying, after all that crying, I ain't going out like that. So y'all sing y'all song, but I'm about to hit this altar. I'm going to lift my hands. Lord, search my heart, God. Search me. Search
we lift our hands tonight. Amen. Let's give the Lord some praise. We have one getting baptized tonight. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Let's rejoice with them right now as they bury this young lady in the name of Jesus Christ. Would you just stretch your hand toward the baptismal right now? And let's agree together in faith. Amen. There was some self-examination going on tonight. God, I thank you. I thank you, Lord God, that not only can we search our own heart, but God, we would allow you to search our heart. And God, I thank you, Lord God, for this precious gift. I pray now, Lord God, that this will be a fresh start in her life. God, that this will be a new day, a new season. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. 